And there you have it, a bit of Sunset Switch Up right here on Radio Haldeberg coming along. And I'm going to keep that good music coming along. But first, as promised, I've got Wes Junior in studio and he's going to give us the down low on all things finance and chat finance. Good morning, Wes. Morning, Lucia. How are you? Good, good. good. Missing my partner in crime, but still good. <laughs> Wes, we're diving into quite an uh, interesting topic this morning. And um, I must say, it's, it's, it's so cool how you always have these relevant topics that you come up with every single week. But it's things that we need to consider. So today, we're going to be looking at financial planning considerations for special needs children. Now, as a parent, I know that when it comes to your kids, you want to make sure that everything's taken care of. It can be quite complicated to figure everything out. You want to know that you're child is taken care of. So what are some of those considerations that parents need to make, especially when it comes to special needs children and taking that into account? Yeah, so sure, parenting is just a world of um, decisions and, and, it, and it can be a tough time and just trying to balance finances normally is difficult and when you've got a special needs child, even more so, there's just more stuff to think through and think about. Um, so I think you know, firstly, the thing that might be on most people, most parents' minds mm-hmm. would be education. That would be a big concern financially. And I think for, for many parents, you know, government schools don't adequately cater for a child with special needs in terms of specific therapeutic programs that they'll need or remedial courses that they might need. And the private schools that do cater for these are typically a lot more expensive and maybe even unaffordable. Sure. So the most helpful thing to do is I think as early as possible, start planning with careful research around what the schooling options that are available for you Mm -hmm. and any potential bursaries and and how you can manage your budget to pay for and start saving as early as possible for this education. We spoke last week about um, tax-free savings accounts and how that that can just be a great kind of long-term wealth accumulator for something like tertiary education. Yes, makes perfect sense. So education is a big concern in terms of budget because like you say now, not everyone can cater to that. You need a special school and that might cost a lot as well. So, but I think beyond that, the question most parents would have is how will my child be taken care of if I am no longer around? And that's a big one. Now, some of the things that we need to think about in order to make sure that your child is well provided for and looked after, what are those things? Yeah, I think this is the bigger challenge because as a parent, you want your child to be looked after not only from a financial perspective, but also from a physical and an emotional perspective. Mm -hmm. So having a wall in place is actually going to be the start Point. And again, just before we look at the, the financial well-being, let's just touch on the physical and the emotional well-being. So making sure that you have a guardian in place, mm-hmm. that, that should be something, should something happen to you while your child is still a minor, it, it's just so vital. Um, and the very important thing to note here is that the role that a godparent plays, it's typically one of being a, a guardian. You would go and approach a godparent and say, you know, this is the role we'd like you to fulfill. Yeah. But simply asking people to be godparents is not a legal appointment. Nominating your child's guardian in terms of your will is a legal appointment. So you've got to make sure that if it is the godparents of your child that you ultimately would want to look after your child, they must be nominated in terms of your will as the guardian. It's not enough to just ask them you know, over a lunch or a telephone conversation. Yes. Um, and something else to bear in mind here is that 
If you nominate your parents as legal guardians, they may reach a stage where they would be unable to look after your child. They may not be physically or mentally capable um, much later in life. And, And then this is why we often say that your will is a living and a dynamic document. It needs to be reviewed constantly. It's not something that tickets done and I'm going to leave it forever and ever. Yes. You need to be reviewing it as your needs and your circumstances change. Sure. That is actually so important because you often think your kids can go to your parents. But I mean, in 15 years, is that the case? Yeah. Okay. So now if we switch back to making sure the child is well provided for, as we started now with the first question, what is the best way to do so? I think many of us know that trusts can be used for that purpose. But can you just explain a little bit more? So, yeah, there's essentially two types of trusts that you can set up. There's something called a testamentary trust, which is you set that up in your will, and it actually only comes into existence upon your death. Or the other type is a living trust, which is what you set up while you're still alive. And a large purpose of trusts is to place assets into safekeeping while your child is still a minor. So in terms of our law, children younger than 18, they cannot actually inherit lump sums. So the assets would be placed into a trust until such a time as they come of age or whatever Mm -hmm. that age is stipulated in the will. So a testamentary trust, the one that's set up after you die, that's actually a good option for a special needs child who will be able to manage their affairs once they are no longer minors. For example, the child may be physically disabled but have full mental capacity. Mm -hmm. Then a living trust, that may be better suited to a special needs child who is never going to be able to manage their own affairs. And yeah, there's some certain tax advantages on these trusts. You can set up, it's what's called a special trust type A, which is a specific trust, which like I said, it has major tax advantages. And to qualify as a, as a special person in terms of this type A trust, the beneficiary must have a disability, which limits his or her ability to function or perform daily activities. And this can include physical disabilities, sensory, communicative, intellectual or mental impairment. And to qualify, the beneficiary must have been diagnosed by a registered medical practitioner and they must have had the impairment for at least 12 months and it must be a condition that's permanent, not something that's reversible. Sure. Okay, so just in summary so far, making sure um, you appoint a legal guardian, that's number one, that's really, really important to make sure that your child will be taken care of. And then financially, one has to look at the options with the use of the various types of trusts which are now available to you. And this will ensure that your child is looked after as well as possible when you are not around. Is there anything else you want to add? So, yeah, this sets up your child for when you're not around. But what if you were still around, but something happened to you where you lose the ability to take care of yourself and your child? That's Mm -hmm. the other consideration. And again, this is where your life cover and your income protection come in. And, And we spoke a couple of weeks back just Income protection is so important to make sure that you are still in a position to receive a salary from an insurance company, from a product, while you are unable to work so that you can continue to parent. And life cover, again, it's also a great way to just make sure that there's enough money or capital in the trust should something happen to you for the continued maintenance of your child. 
Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, Wes. Yo, you gave us so much information and you always do deliver every single week. <laughs> now, if you want to talk to Wes and you've got a specific situation, you see, I need someone who has the know, who knows the trusts, who knows the different options available. Wes is the man to talk to. You can contact him via email, which is wesley at multitrust.net. You can also get hold of his details via our Radio Haldeberg Facebook page. And people can then contact you to talk about anything related to planning your finances. Yep, that's it. Thank you so much, Wes. Cool, Uh, Nisha. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye.